Tackling your business's finance to-dos can be daunting enough without being slowed down by QuickBooks. More like slow books. NetSuite by Oracle is the number one financial system, no matter how big your business grows. With visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, e-commerce, and more, NetSuite is everything you need to grow. All in one place. Special financing is back. NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind financing program only for those ready to switch today. Head to NetSuite.com slash C-Suite right now. That's NetSuite.com slash C-Suite. Welcome to the Profitology Podcast, episode number 16 with my guest expert, Paula Rizzo, PR strategist and expert media consultant. Welcome to the Profitology Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly O'Neill. Profitpreneurs are rewriting the rules for entrepreneurial business success in how they operate and scale their businesses, make more money, and design their businesses to give them more unplugged time in the process. Each week, join me for insightful and candid interviews with the most brilliant business minds, celebrity influencers, and fellow profitpreneurs who are disrupting the status quo and are going to leave you inspired to rewrite the rules in your own business. Let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Profitology Podcast. This is Kelly O'Neill, and I hope every single one of you are enjoying your summer. And I plan on giving you a sizzling episode today to listen to by the pool or in the park or if you're working out or whatever it is that you are doing to help you position yourself as an expert and attract more affluent clients the profitology way. So today we have a good friend of mine, Paula Rizzo. She's an Emmy Award winning television producer, a best-selling author, and a media trainer and strategist. She is a former uh, health producer, a senior health producer for Fox News Channel for more than a decade, and she has produced segments with a number of top experts and some of them are friends of mine, including JJ Virgin, Jillian Michaels, and Deepak Chopra. So she knows how to crack the media code. And for those of you who don't know, I was a former publicist. So I actually did that in uh, my corporate tech days when I was helping position companies to get acquired or to go public. And this lady knows what she is talking about. Cracking the media code is so important for you to be able to, again, really solidify your expertise in your market and position you as an expert. So I am thrilled today to bring you my good friend, Paula Rizzo. Let's get started. Welcome, Miss Paula, to the Profitology Podcast. Woohoo! Thank you for having me. This is going to be a good one. I am so thrilled to have you here because I so get the power of the media and what that can do for executives and companies, especially when they're looking to get their message out to the world. And what's interesting for me is, um, I don't know if you know this, but I was actually a publicist for a very long time. Mm, I love it. So you really get it from, from both sides here. I do really get it, but it has changed so much over the course of since I was a publicist. I mean, I don't even know that I would know how to do PR in that sense anymore with the advent of social media, because is it, is it true it's easier nowadays to get media attention than ever before? 
Sure. Well, the access is much easier. You know, you can find producers and editors where they are. You know, you can see them on LinkedIn or if they're on Twitter and they're tweeting their stories, it's easier to find them. There used to be sort of this like mystery behind, especially for television, because there's no real, we don't usually use credits and things in TV news. So you don't know who's behind the scenes. You know, for editors, you can see that they wrote the article or whatever it is, but it's a little bit harder to, to crack in for, for television. But yeah, the, it's the Wild West now. You can, you can find anybody anywhere. So what's the downside of that then? Well, it's just overwhelm. You know, as a, as a producer, I would be inundated with people just talking at you as opposed to having people really curate things that you would want to cover that would really best serve your audience. And that's always the biggest, the biggest mistake that experts make is that they, they pitch off topic. You know, they don't know what that producer or editor is really working on. They just know they want media. And so they like take a, you know, fire hose to all the media outlets and say, here's my thing. Do you want it? And it's really not the way to approach it. You want it to be curated. Okay. So say, say a little bit more about that. Say a little bit more about why you want it to be curated, but also I want you to talk about for those people who have maybe said, well, you know, media is for, you know, the big boys and girls. It's not really for, you know, smaller entrepreneurs or, you know, startup companies, Talk a little bit about the importance of the media and what people can do to make sure that they're curating their content correctly. Yeah, well, the first thing you have to do is just how can I be of service? That's what you should be thinking. How can I be of service to the audience? Not to yourself, right? I mean, I get it. You want to maybe sell books or you want to get the notoriety. You want to build credibility. That's why people do media, to be seen as an expert in their field. And you may already be a great expert, but there's something about when you're in the media, when you're on TV, it changes the way that people see you. It changes the way yes. that you see yourself, you know? I mean, it's a potential yes. client other other experts it's when it's like when you're a speaker at a conference you're the one on the stage people are like wow look at what's happening who who is that person you know it just really um it builds up and boosts that credibility big time so that's that's one reason to do media another reason is to you know sometimes you you need you want clients or you want to sell books it's it's you have to be strategic about what kind of media you do for those specific goals but really be thinking about who is the audience? How can I curate a segment or an idea just for them? Because one size doesn't fit all as far as media goes. Every audience is different. And a way to figure out what the audience is, is to you know watch the show, read the magazine, but also pay very close attention to the advertisers. Because the advertisers spend a lot of money to know exactly who is watching or reading or consuming that media. So if you see commercials for you know older women, that's their demo. Those are the types of things that you should be pitching to them. And, and what do you see as the biggest mistakes that experts are making when they're, they're pitching? Well, they do pitch off topic and they pitch just, oh, here's my book or here's my thing or here's my, you know, I'm an expert and I'm a great, and it's like, nobody cares. No, as a, and as an author, uh, I understand that it's really hard to hear, you know, that no one cares about your book, but by and large, it's, it's not the story. They care more about what is it that this can do to help somebody? How can you change someone's life? Personally, I think that that's like the biggest mistake that people make in business all yeah. around, right? I mean, I see people do that all the time when they are trying to sell something and they have no idea what their target audience wants. They don't know what they, what they need. They don't know what their biggest pain is. And they're like, but here, let me tell you about my, my, my stuff. Let me tell you about yeah. my stuff. And, and that's the quickest way to turn off your prospective clients too. So it's obviously the same the same with, with the media. 
So, so are, are, is the art of the press release dead? I mean, like, look, when I started media, I literally was stuffing real press kits with real paper uh-huh. and uh-huh. like FedExing those suckers. Like, yeah. so, you know, I'm like an OG. Totally. <laughs> and picking up the phone and calling people like nobody really calls anymore. It's all email, social media, direct message. Like it's, it's a different game. So if somebody actually calls the newsroom, I would always give that pitch a second look because nobody ever calls. And so I would just say, huh, you know what? Let me just look. Let me, let me go back in my email and see what that pitch was. I wouldn't answer the phone. But are, are, they, are, they not, are they not calling because, because they're lazy or are they not calling because the producers or editors are getting mad when they call? Yeah, I, th- I think no one answers. You know, nobody is really, nobody likes to be cold pitched, you know, like those were, those days are, are done. Uh, and so it, it's really difficult to get a producer or editor on the phone, I think, you know, I, I know a lot of people would do, um, they would call them desk sides where they would try and come and, and hang out and, you know, talk with you one-on-one. Producers, especially in TV, don't have time for that. There's no way that's going to happen for the most part. But, you know, the, the press release, in my mind, the press release is dead, but people are still holding on to that press release. Um, but, you know, I think it, it's much more compelling to just go through and give me like, what, what am I looking at here? You know, I don't need to read a press release. It's kind of old, old school, right? And it's more like celebrity driven or event driven um, or something like that. So, I, you know, it's not my, it's not my favorite thing. I, maybe yeah, after a pitch, uh, I th- I'm interested as a producer and I'll say, you know what, what else, what other information do you have? And then you hit me with a press release with some more information. That's, that's a better way I think to do it. Okay. So the whole thing now is finding the, the ideal media source, making sure you understand their demo and then uh, their demographic and then really like pitching them a specific story to them. Yes. That has to be like, right. Just exactly what they would want. Make their job easy, you know, make it easy to say yes. So I I say every pitch has to have three elements, the hook, the twist and the takeaway. So the hook is the why now, what is the point of doing this story now? Is there, you know, a topic in the news? Is it around a holiday or something like that? Like, why does this producer care right now? What's the twist? So how is this different from everything else that I've heard? How's it a little bit counterintuitive, right? Tell me that bacon is really good for me and, you know, kale's not good anymore, whatever, you know, something that has to be true, but something that's different. Okay. I haven't heard a thousand times. And then the takeaway is the third part. What am I going to take away? What does my audience do tomorrow that changes their life? So the hook, the twist, and the takeaway. If you have that in a pitch, it is much more likely to get through, at least for the first round. And, you know, you, you'll probably remember as a, as a publicist, you know, um, I would work with publicists and experts all the time. And I'd say, you know, I don't know if that pitch is exactly what I want it to be, but I like that expert or I like that book. Let's, let's start the conversation. And then it mm-hmm. would be about Fourth, it's much more collaborative versus, okay, it's always going to be exactly what you pitched. So you want to open the door for collaboration. I love it. I love it. Now, are you using services like Haro, Help a Reporter Out? I, yes, I do all the time, but on both sides, uh, I used it as a producer for many years and I found some of my best experts through Harrow. Um, and then I also use it now, you know, as an author, I have two books, Listful Thinking and Listful Living. And, uh, I do a lot of talking about productivity and efficiency and that kind of thing. And so I'll look for myself and for my clients and say, Oh, you know, they need an expert in this. I've gotten some pretty good media for myself that way too. So I'm on both ends of this. I totally understand what it's like to pitch yourself and to be, you know, put yourself out there and be seen as an expert. 
and, uh, you know, try to get books, book sales and things like that. So I, I really understand where entrepreneurs come from because it can be difficult to, to shine a light. A lot of times people think, oh, well, I don't want to seem braggy, you know, and it, I have to take a step back. <laughs> Yeah, you got to get over that. (laughs) Yeah, totally. And, you know, I work with a lot of authors, too, who are used to writing and not speaking. And so when I do some media training and coaching with them, they're a little bit, you know, timid about about speaking and being out there. And I always say to them, you know, wouldn't you have loved to have this information when you needed it? Back when, you know, like this one woman is a vegan chef. And so she has um, some issues in her family with which they changed their diet and it changed everything for them. And I was like, wouldn't you have loved to know something like this? And she's like, yeah. And I was like, well, that's it. Why can't you tell people about it? If you look at it as an act of service, it's different than, oh, I'm promoting myself, you know? I love, so I love it. And so when, when people are showing up on media nowadays, um, you know, for the people that are listening and they think like, you know, I haven't started in media, I've never done it before, or I'm kind of intimidated. What are like your top three to five tips to get them to show up powerfully on, you know, on camera or in a story so that they can, they can make that story not only serve the, the producer or editor, but then also serve themselves? Mm -hmm. Well, definitely start local. So often people think, oh, I'm going to be on the Today Show. And the Today Show is not booking you unless you do some local news first, right? So start local and and even, you know, start on radio, start on podcasts. You have more time. You have the luxury of time. Television is very fast and quick. You might get three minutes, if that, you know, to be able to to talk about what, what you know. So you want to be able to work it out first. So definitely start at the local level. Start pitching magazines, uh, newspapers, you know, something uh, close, close by, something that would be an easier, easier get, you know, and then that way you get to try, you get to do it, you get to work it out. So definitely do that. Um, Practice. That's one of the biggest things people think, oh, I'll be great on camera. Oh, it'll be terrific. And then they're not, you know, and so that's where the bulk of, of my business is working with people to be able to help them speak clearly and succinctly and really get to the talking points that they want to get to in the time allotted. So part of that is also creating your own media. You have to be creating your own videos, your own audio, your own, you know, whatever. I mean, if you want to do blogs and things like that, but I, I 100%, I'm always telling my clients to start doing video. Then you have everything else. You can strip the audio out of it. You can have it transcribed. And there you go. You got a blog post. So it really being, being out there to do it so that you're practicing, but also then you have something to show the media. So like, let's say you want to pitch a local TV station, but you don't have any clips because you haven't done any TV yet. You can share with them some of the videos that you've done on your YouTube channel so they can see what you look like, how you sound, how you present yourself. That will be enough for that kind of media. I love it. And how do they find out who to pitch? So you can do, depending on the outlet, if it's, you know, magazines are easier because you can see the names in the magazines or you go to the masthead inside the magazine, you see who edits what um, and the names are there. As far as TV goes for local news, you know, I love LinkedIn. I loved LinkedIn as a producer. I had met a lot of great experts. I was really into it. A lot of producers aren't. So it's hit or miss in that, in that respect. Um, but people don't call anywhere anymore. If you call a local TV station and say, Hey, who is, who should I pitch for this, you know, for this show? You know, could you give me the producer's name? They'll give it to you. They want stories. I think that's the biggest thing too, that people don't understand is that journalists are looking for you. 
we're looking for good stories. We we just we want to be we want to find you, but we won't be able to find you if you don't tell us that you're there. You know, so it's not really that you're bothering us or whatever. We're you know, yes, they're busy people in, in newsrooms, but they need great fresh content. So why not give them what you know? And is it still called, I don't even know if this exists anymore, before it was called the editorial assistant. We would call and ask for the editorial assistant. I mean, I think you, you could in, in, for, for, um, for magazines, but I don't know about for, in TV. It's more like the de- you, know, you would call for the desk and then depends on they might get you to whoever it is, um, depending on what, what show it is. There might be a, you know associate producer or segment producer. I mean, there's so many different people in the newsroom that um, the, you, you need to pitch to them. But here's the thing. They need to pitch your story up too. They have editorial meetings. They have pitch meetings, right? And so they have to come with their best ideas. So you want to make sure that you've given them a really great story because now they're going to go, have to go pitch it on, on your behalf, basically, and say, hey, I really want to do this story, and here's why. So they need to sell it. Okay, so calling them, yes, it's a great thing. It's going to make you stand out. Making sure that you've got a great pitch with the hook, the twist, the takeaway, and really making sure that you are prepared and you're giving them exactly what they need to make their job easier. Mm-hmm. Yep. I love it. This has been so incredibly helpful. If people want to learn more about how you can help them with media, media training and that sort of thing, where mm-hmm. is the best place for them to find you? Sure. If you go to paularizzo.com slash checklist, I have a checklist because I'm big into lists on how to become a go-to media expert. I love it. Paula, thank you so much for joining us today. Anything else you want to add before we wrap up? I'm just, you know, always, always be thinking that uh, someone is looking for you. So don't be too timid or shy if you're thinking about doing media. You know, I'm, I'm pushing myself out there too. I have a brand new book coming out called Listful Living. I hope you'll check it out if you're, if you're a list lover trying to get your, yourself organized and get together and not be too, uh, too stressed out. I love it. And is that going to be on your website as well? It will be. Yep, absolutely. Excellent, Paula. Thanks so much for joining us today. And thank you all for listening to another episode of the Profitology Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Profitology Podcast. If you did, please share this show with someone that you know and help spread the word to your followers on social media. This is how we reach more entrepreneurs just like you around the world. Also, I'd like to continue the conversation with you about all things Profitology. So please join me and your fellow Profitpreneurs in our free Facebook group. You can find us at ProfitpreneurCircle.com. I frequently go live in our community to share tips, trainings, and innovative profit acceleration strategies, as well as resources that can help you accelerate your results in your business. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.